This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 158 of the Catholic Foodie, Alligator, Chicken Stock, and Bacon Grease. Oh, my. (laughs) Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, we're in Lent. We're in Lent. We're not too far into Lent. Just a couple of days. We had Ash Wednesday a few days ago. And, uh, man, we're talking alligator, chicken stock, and bacon grease. Look, folks, I've been a Catholic all my life, 40-something years. And uh, you know what? In the last few days, I've learned things about uh, abstinence and and what we can and can't eat during Lent that I've never known. (laughs) Can't wait to share it with you all right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. This is very, very exciting. You know, I don't know about you, but um one of the shows I'm not I'm not a big TV person. Never have been. Well, I take that back. I was when I was a kid. I was growing up. But since I have uh been really I think in high school and in in college and from then on, I've never really been into TV as I as I was as a as a child, and as a lot of people are. I mean, I, I we don't have television here at the house. We only have um, Netflix and we have DVDs. You know, we we can watch DVDs and all that, but we don't really have a, a signal other than the you know uh, digital antenna thing that we can pick up a signal sometimes. If the weather's right, if the planets line up, we can watch the saints play, right? For instance, um, and, and and oftentimes our signal is uh, choppy, so we always secretly hope that someone invites us over to watch the game. <laughs> but, we, you know, other than that, we wouldn't watch it. So I don't know why we would, would pay for that, you know? Why, why get cable if the only thing we're going to watch is uh, pretty much like the saints and then DVDs and what we can find on Netflix? Or, you know, I also have Hulu. I do Hulu. Um, on uh, my computer, my uh, my my laptop, and uh, and just from time to time, I'll get into a show. But you know, one of the things I got into about a year ago, my my friend, my very good friend, Big D, we call him, right? Big D uh, was at the beach with us, and he was telling us about this show that was very popular on the History Channel called Swamp People. <laughs> I was like, the what? Swamp People? He said, No, 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 you got to check it out, look at it, see what you think. And, you know, sure enough, I loved it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's funny. I'm, I'm from Louisiana, and from time to time over the years, I have gotten kind of, um, well, I, I, in a way, I've gotten used to it. I can't. I was going to say I got kind of mad, but I'm, I'm not. Uh, I, I've gotten kind of used to the, the stereotypical portrayal of Louisiana. You know, I've lived in other states, and I've lived in other countries, and so I'm, I'm used to the questions, you know. Oh, do y'all have pet alligators, you know? Do you do you take them for a walk on a leash? Do you, uh, you know, I'm used to that kind of stuff, and it's kind of funny and, and amusing because there is something very different about Louisiana. There is, culturally, something very different than the rest of the country. And I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, so in a way... I kind of braced myself when I first saw this, um, you know, phenomenon known as uh, Swamp People. I kind of braced myself for, I don't know, maybe like kind of anger of, you know, ah, 
man, they're cheapening our culture. They're making it. But you know what happened is I, I saw it and I just loved it. <laughs> I mean, now we're, we all are not alligator hunters down here. We don't do that. Matter of fact, I mean, I do have swamp. I've got swamp uh, practically in my backyard. I mean, I'm, I'm, we live on a river and, and there, there is swamp that is, uh, I guess, part of the ecosystem with this river in certain areas. And when it floods down here, when we have rain, we have uh, hurricanes that come through, we do have areas of my neighborhood that have to um, move their cars uh, to higher ground to kind of the area where I am because uh, they're underwater. They're underwater. The houses, matter of fact, in this one area of the neighborhood, those houses are, are raised houses. They're on stilts because of the they're they're right on the river. And so uh, when it, when the hurricanes come, when when lots of storms come, you you do you've got lots of flooding. Matter of fact, my neighborhood is actually mandatory evacuation. It's a mandatory evacuation area when hurricanes come through in a certain you know within a certain uh, range uh, because. There's only one street in and out of our neighborhood, and if it floods, emergency vehicles can't get here. So um, for the safety of the residents, our neighborhood is designated as a mandatory evacuation area. So I don't know if that's good or bad, <laughs> but it's nice. I mean, it's kind of cool. And I, look, I go, walk, I go for walks just about every day, and uh, I'm, I'm walking past a swamp. You maybe see, uh, you might have seen some of my pictures on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie or on Instagram uh, or Twitter. And, and I've got pictures on my walks sometimes of uh, the, the, the level of the water or just sometimes it's just, I don't know, it's just beautiful. The swamp can be beautiful. And I'll take pictures of that. So, but it's right here in the neighborhood, you know, but I'm not an alligator uh, hunter, nor have I ever seen an alligator around here. <laughs> just It just, you know, it's just not the norm. But you would think so if you watched um, Swamp People, right? You kind of imagine the way it's portrayed in the media is that we have alligators all over the place. Well, we don't. Uh, but I was so tickled by Troy Landry in particular and his group um, and some of the others too. I mean, these are all the places where they are. They're out in the boats. They're Sometimes they'll have uh, uh, footage of them in the in the in, in town, uh, and it, these are places that I know. I mean, these are places that I've been to. Pierre Part, you know, Pierre Part. I've been there. Uh, it, so it's just really interesting to see how the History Channel is portraying really deep kind of Louisiana culture. At the same time, I mean, Troy Landry. There's something about Troy that he's just so real that um, I mean, he kind of um, he endeared himself to me. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he's just so kind of real. And, and I love the whole, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> love that. Matter of fact, I've got a clip right here I'm going to play for you from Swamp People. This is available for the world to see and to, uh, to watch on YouTube. And I'm going to play this little clip right here. I just think it's, uh, it's fun. He's talking about One Eye, right? The legend of One Eye. So let's take a listen real quick. Oh, yeah, there's all kind of stuff in the swamp. You hear noises at night out here that 
you don't know what they are, and sometimes you don't want to know what they are. They've got uh, old stories about, uh, they got some, it looked like a bear, it, it, it runs on its back leg, like a bear would stand up on his back leg, big hairy creature with one eye, a red eye, and there's a few local people that seen him before. Oh, they just call him one eye, uh, big one red eye, one big red eye. Like at night when they see him with a light, he just got one big red eye. You know, like deer and all that, got two eyes. This thing got one eye, and it's red, red. He'll swim across a body, but he swims underwater. You know, a bear will swim across a body, he swims on top of the water. And this thing goes down and goes underneath the water and come up on the other side. There's a few local people that have heard him. He, he lets out, uh, like, yells in the night, like screams in the night. You can hear him from far, far in the swamp. Yeah, I know grown men that come home and they were white like a ghost. They were so scared. But uh, I hope I never run into them. <laughs> I might not like the swamp as much as I like it. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, Troy Landry somehow's man. <laughs> Catholic, too, from what I understand, as most Cajuns are down here. And, uh, boy, it would be awesome to have Troy Landry on the Catholic foodie, don't you think? He can come and, and talk to us about his family and what they eat around the family table. That's what I would love to talk to him about. You know, hey, Troy, what you what you make at home? You know, I, I remember one of the episodes of the of Swamp People, they, they did that. They went out, they were uh, hunting uh, alligator, but they came back in, and uh, there was some sort of an event. And right now I can't recall what it was, but there was some sort of something going on, and all the family were there, and uh, it may have just been the end of the season. I can't remember, end of the, you know, alligator hunting season. And uh, and they had just this big fish fry, and, and which is like my life. I mean, that's what we did when I was growing up, of course. And, 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 and what I do, I try, I can't fry at home because, you know, Char don't let me fry. But, um, you know, we, we do. We cook. We have family over. We have big, big celebrations. And that's just the way we do it. You know, it's it's all about family. And that's what I saw in, in, in Troy that really... Uh, touch me, you know. I, I I like that. I like that a lot. I'd love to have him on the show. So Troy, you, you know, if you're listening, man, uh, you're welcome anytime. Come on the Catholic Foodie, and let's talk about our faith. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about family. Uh, I think that'd be a, a blast. So if you are listening, uh, let me know. Give me a ring. Nine eight five six three five four nine seven four is the feedback line. You can always reach me that way. 985-635-4974. You can also email me at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Now, you know what? Alligator, <laughs> love this. I love it. I'm excited. I hope you are. You know, alligator, the last few days, uh, the Louisiana alligator has been in the media spotlight again, but this time it's not because that Troy Landry is screaming, shoot him, shoot him, right? It has nothing to do with swamp people. Instead, folks are kind of screaming, cook them, cook them, <laughs> at least on Fridays in Lent, that is. Uh, what is the cause of all this media fanfare for the Louisiana alligator? Well, there's a letter, which I have posted a copy of this over at catholicfoodie.com, and you can see it over there. Just go to catholicfoodie. Dot com. There's a letter that was written almost three years ago by Most Reverend Gregory M. Amond, who is the Archbishop of New Orleans, and this letter has caused quite a stir. 
That's right. You know, um, the letter is addressed to uh, a gentleman, an employee of the Instigator Ranch and Hatchery, which is uh, not too far from where I live, actually. It's right outside of Covington, Louisiana. And uh, I've been there. I've been there a couple of times, matter of fact. And uh, three years ago, this employee, Mr. Jim Pakulis, um, wrote to the Archbishop, wrote to Archbishop Amon, uh, to inquire as to whether or not it was permissible, permissible uh, to eat alligator on Fridays in Lent. And in his response, Archbishop Amon clarified the status of the alligator, at least as it pertains to Lent, and he says, quote, the alligator is considered in the fish family, and it is considered seafood. Isn't that something? <clears throat> Isn't that something else? But why all this alligator attention now, if this letter was written three years ago? Well, uh, just a couple of days ago, February 13th, which, is, which was Ash Wednesday, uh, the Instigator Ranch and Hatchery posted a picture of this letter on their Facebook page. And, you know, I mean, once you post something on Facebook, well, <laughs> the world can see it, right? Anybody can see it. And uh, since then, I tell you what, the, the, the news has spread. I have seen um, uh, news articles. It was picked up by Catholic News Services, I believe, and it, it was in Tucson, it was in Ohio, it was in Atlanta, it was, you know, news stories kind of all over, basically saying, alligator, okay, to eat on Fridays in Lent, Archbishop says, right? Forget the Friday fish fry, alligator is okay for Lent. <laughs> alligator, okay for Lenten meals, says Archbishop Amon. Uh, so it's kind of all over. It's really it's it's been it's been a lot of fun actually, but it's nothing new. I mean, really, it's nothing new. You know, alligators are not meat in the same way as cows and chickens are. Right? Alligators are reptiles, and uh, you know, Archbishop Amen is not making anything up here. As a matter of fact, you can find out exactly uh, what we are called to abstain from on the USCCB's website, right, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, on their website, we can find out about that. And we're going to talk about it in just a moment, but first I've got a very uh, important message I want to share with you and uh, something very important for this Lent, and I want uh, I want you to hear that. So let's take a listen to this, and I'll be right back in a minute to talk about what is permissible on Fridays and Lent for us Catholics here in the United States of America spare $10 to bring some spiritual support to pregnant moms? CatholicMom.com and Ave Maria Press have partnered to provide copies of A Catholic Mother's Companion to Pregnancy to pregnancy centers across the United States. Every $10 donation sponsors a book to be sent to the pregnancy centers. Our aim with this Lenten project is to benefit women with the guidance and companionship of the book and encourage them to walk with Mary. I hope you'll prayerfully consider joining us. You can learn more at CatholicMom.com. Awesome. Awesome message. Please do assist if you can. That would be greatly appreciated. Now, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> another thing we have here in Louisiana are uh, allergies. They're, they're state-mandated. You have to have uh, allergies to pollen if you live in the United in Louisiana. So, yeah, that's something else that we have, and I'm, I'm suffering with that right now, so. 
Anyway, abstinence laws, right? We're talking about the abstinence in Lent. Abstinence laws consider that meat comes only from animals such as chickens, cows, sheep, or pigs, all of which live on land. Birds are also considered meat. Um, but, you know, that really kind of begs the question, because that comes, that, that was a quote directly from the, uh, the USCCB's website, okay? But think about it. Since we're on the subject, I mean, what really is permissible on Fridays and Lent? You know, while reading, reading up on the topic of alligator being okay on Fridays and Lent, I made a few other discoveries too, and I confess that these are things that I just never really thought about. I've been doing this Lent thing since I was just a little kid, right? I mean, fish sticks and, and all that good stuff. But did you know, did you know, because I did not, did you know that you can technically use stocks, like chicken stock as an example, in consommes made from meat on days of abstinence in Lent? I didn't know that. had no idea. But I came across an article that stated that even the use of bacon grease is permitted on Fridays in Lent. Not the bacon, but the bacon grease is okay. That, to me, blew my mind. It really did. I was like, wait, wait, are you serious? Come on now. You can't be serious. But it's true, and it's right there on the website, right? Right there on the USCCB's website. Matter of fact, this is a direct quote, okay? Abstinence does not include meat juices and liquid foods made from meat. Thus, such food as, foods as chicken broth, consomme, soups cooked with or flavored with meat, uh, meat gravies or sauces, as well as seasonings or condiments made from animal fat are technically not forbidden. However, moral theologians have traditionally taught that we should abstain from all animal-derived products except foods such as gelatin, butter, eggs, and cheese, uh, which do not have any meat taste. Um, in fish, fish are a, a different category of animal. So salt and freshwater species of fish, amphibians, reptiles, cold-blooded animals, and shellfish are permitted. All right, so now the fact is, the fact is, folks uh, in Cajun country, where they do hunt alligator for food on a regular basis, um, they have been eating alligator in Lent for years, for, for, <laughs> for since forever, okay? Since forever. Uh, to them, it's never been an issue. But this question was posed, I guess, officially to Archbishop Amen three years ago, and uh, we got a quote-unquote official response. And but But then again, Archbishop Amos is not coming up with anything new. This is on the US, USCCB's website. Now, <clears throat> this all kind, I mean, all this kind of uh, information, right, really shocked me. I don't know if you're shocked, but I know that in reading the comments around the Internet on the subject that I came across many people who were shocked by what they see is a disregard for penance and sacrifice during Lent. In some ways, I share in that shock. But what I have seen time and again is that the church is calling us to the essence, right, to the heart of penance and sacrifice. The externals can change, and they do, in fact, differ from culture to culture. Uh, historically, the church leaves judgment as much as possible to the individual conscience before God. And I'm talking more than food here, right? I mean, the church takes a stance on many moral issues 
all the while encouraging us to convert from the heart and to embrace wholeheartedly the grace of God in Jesus Christ. On the question of chicken stock and bacon grease, my conscience dictates that I abstain on Fridays and Lent. For me and my family, abstaining would be closer to the true spirit of penance. Uh, But when it comes to alligator, (laughs) look, if it wasn't so expensive, we would probably partake. However, gator ain't cheap. So me and my family will probably opt for the uh, Burkina Faso bean cakes that I wrote about the other day (laughs) and talked about in the last episode of the Gallic Foodie. And then we'll take the money we save on the gator and put it in our uh, CRS rice bowl. You know, that would be more in line, I believe, with uh, with with the the spirit of penance and sacrifice that we understand in our uh, family. Right. In our in my own conscience and 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 together with my family. And in a moment, you know what? If you want to have gator in Lent, <laughs> I've got a recipe for you. I do is uh, from Chef John Foles. It's his alligator sauce pecan. And uh, I'm going to be back in a moment. i got another message for you here to share. And I'll be back in a moment to uh, share this recipe with you, too. Hey, fans of SQPN, I'm Father Roderick. And you guessed it, I am here in the Vatican. And over there, the balcony, that is where the new pope will appear at the end of the conclave. I'm right here to cover all that for you. But at SQPN, we need your help. As you know, we are in the middle of our Lenten fund drive, our giving campaign. And I hope that you want to support us for the next year. We are trying to raise about $50,000 in order to continue and to do even, even more because there's such a need right now in these exciting times for the church, for the future of the church. There's such a demand and I see it every day. People who don't know much about the church, who don't know much about the Catholic faith. And as SQPN is a new media organization, we're using the latest technology and all those social networks to get in touch with them and to reach out with engaging and inspiring programs. We cannot do that without your help. So if you want to help out, I invite you to go over to sqpn.com slash donate and become a sponsor, become a fan that also supports us in a, in a financial way enabling us to make to continue to make these programs. Um, you can do that with a one-time donation, especially you millionaires who are definitely looking for your help. But you can also sign up for a monthly donation for a small amount every month. You know, the, the value of a cup of coffee that you might not even think about. All those little gifts also help us uh, if, we, if we bring it all together as a community. And we can do marvelous things with that. So thank you so much for supporting our giving campaign. And I hope to see you a lot more times here in Rome, in the Vatican, or anywhere on the planet with great programs and podcasts and videos from sqpn.com. Thank you so much for being a fan. And I do encourage you, please do support SQPN, the fantastic work that they are doing. I'm an affiliate of SQPN. I support SQPN financially on a monthly basis and uh, I'm very happy to do so. They provide a fantastic service uh, to the church across the world. Now, let me share with you this recipe from Chef John Foles. Now, I have to make a confession in sharing this with you. I have never personally made, cooked anything with alligator. All right, I have eaten alligator, but I have never cooked with alligator. Uh, yeah, I've made a chicken sauce pecan and Pecan is spelled pecant, P-I-Q-U-A-N-T-E. 
Uh, I've grown up uh, with that term. My my <laughs> my grandfather, my paternal grandfather, um, loved to cook. I mean, he loved to cook, and uh, he used to go to the grocery on every. He went to the grocery every day, and I have inherited some of that uh, in my own blood. I, I go to the grocery every. Day. It's a matter of uh, therapy. It's a matter of, uh, I don't know, justice. I have no idea. But uh, I do go every day. And um, he, he used to talk about sauce pecan all the time. And he would make different kinds. I, I have made uh, a, a chicken sauce pecan. All right. Uh, many, uh, well, a few, I should say, a few chicken sauce pecans in my day. Uh, but I've never cooked with alligator. However, Chef John Fols has. And, and I want to include this recipe from him. I give him full credit, uh, but I wanted to give this recipe to you just in case you come across alligator this Lent since it is now so popular, right? <laughs> and I tell you, I love sauce pecan, man. I love it. Uh, pecan, of course, uh, it means to prick, uh, and, and that's what the peppers in this dish do to your tongue, right? It's, it's kind of peppery. It, 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 it pricks your, your, your taste buds. And so a sauce pecan of any variety yields a very peppery stew. So if you come some, uh, if you come across some gator this Lent, then be sure to try this recipe out. And don't forget, you got to let me know how it comes out, okay? Let me know how it is. All right, for this recipe, alligator sauce pecan, you need three pounds of alligator cut into one-inch cubes. And typically, Typically, if you're going to buy an alligator like this, you're going to get the tail, right? It's going to be the, the big part of the tail of the alligator. Uh, One-inch cubes. And then you want uh, one and one and a half cups of uh, vegetable oil. Uh, I would probably personally use coconut. That's just me. Uh, you need one and a half cups of flour because you're going to be making a roux here. We're going to do that in a minute. Uh, you need two cups of diced onions, two cups of diced celery, a cup of diced bell peppers, a uh, quarter cup of garlic, minced garlic, a quarter cup, you heard me, a quarter cup of minced garlic, okay? Don't don't chinch now on the, on the garlic. You got to get you got to put it in there. Then you have two 10-ounce cans of Rotel tomatoes. Again, this is John Fols's recipe, not mine. But two 10-ounce cans of Rotel tomatoes, 3 quarts of water or beef stock. I would definitely encourage the beef stock, much more flavorful. You want salt, cracked black pepper to taste, granulated garlic to taste. That's right, granulated garlic on top of, on top of minced garlic. Absolutely, Louisiana hot sauce to taste. A quarter cup of chopped parsley and a half a cup of sliced or chopped green onions. And this is what you do in a heavy bottomed pot, whether it's a cast iron or stainless, either one. But a heavy bottom pot, you want to heat the oil over medium high heat. And then you want to whisk the flour. You're making a roux here, a dark brown roux. You want to whisk that flour in that heated oil uh, until you get, like, the consistency of chocolate, right? Dark, dark chocolate. And don't burn it. Very easy. And you can check out catholicfoodie.com where just search for gumbo. Any of my gumbo recipes, I go through the whole process of making a roux and what you need to do and what you need to avoid, okay? So uh, go check that out at catholicfoodie.com. But you're going to make a, a, a chocolate, a dark brown kind of chocolate roux. Uh, you, then you want to add the alligator, saute that for about 10 minutes or so until it's browned. Stir in the onions, the celery, the bell pepper, the, mint, the, the garlic, 
and you saute that for five, about five minutes, three to five minutes, until the veggies kind of wilt. Then you want to stir in the tomatoes and the water, or not water. I mean, preferably, preferably stock, right? Preferably stock, because stock is so much more uh, flavorful. Then you want to blend that well, right? Blend it, uh, stir it up really, really well, and then season it to taste with salt, pepper, granulated garlic, hot sauce. And at this point, I mean, the gator has been browned. Uh, it's been cooking for a little bit. Uh, the veggies are soft. Everything is good. You can stick a spoon down there and taste it, right? You're not going to get sick. Uh, you don't have to worry about getting germs. Um, go ahead and taste it, right? Make sure you got that salt, pepper, and the, the garlic and the hot sauce right. You want to make sure it tastes okay. You want to bring the whole mixture now to a rolling boil, then reduce the heat to medium and simmer for about two hours. What you really want, you want that alligator meat to get tender, right? So you want to get 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 tender about two hours just simmering. And then if if the water level or the liquid level drops, uh, then you want to add more. If you need more, add more. And, of course, every time you add liquid to a, a, a soup or a, 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 a dish like this, you want to taste it again. Make sure the seasoning is right. Uh, every time you add liquid, it's going to dissipate, right? Uh, um, reduce the amount of seasoning. So you want to make sure you have a, a good consistency there. Just keep tasting. Um, and then at the very end, what you want to do is you want to add your parsley, the green onions, adjust seasoning if you need to by adding more salt, pepper, garlic, cayenne even, um, and then this dish, this sauce pecan, is served over steamed white rice. So you would make that toward the end. Rice takes about 20 minutes to prepare. You'd make that at the end, uh, toward the end at least, of, uh, of this recipe. So toward the end of the two hours, okay? And, uh, and that's it. That's it. So you let me know how is this for you if you come across any gator up in Montana or Wyoming. <laughs> or even St. Louis, okay? All you folks out there, if you come across some gator, you let me know. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I mean, folks around here, I mean, folks here, right, in Louisiana, most folks, we can't afford gator. Man, gator is not cheap. So uh, if you do come across this and you make it, let me know. And by the way, folks, by the way, if you want to make this sauce pecan, you can follow this whole recipe right here and just put chicken in instead of the uh, instead of the gator and it will be delicious just don't do it on Fridays in Lent okay <laughs> I'm not telling you to do that if it's alligator you can do it on a Friday if it's chicken uh, better wait for another day <laughs> anyway I am uh, so glad that you spent this time with me today um, I'm just tickled pink and uh, Thank you so much. I've had fun. I hope you've had fun, too. You can always leave feedback for the Catholic Foodie, by the way. You can uh, call the voice feedback line at 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974, or you can shoot me an email at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. And, you know, by the way, there is a very active group over on Facebook. <laughs> I share pictures I share recipes. I share all kind of fun stuff over there on uh, Facebook at Catholic at facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie. Um, go ahead and like that page. Like that page and uh, 
the recipes, the updates, the, the photos, all that stuff will show up in your feed, your wall, as they call it, on uh, Facebook. And uh, you can participate. You know, I've got lots of great folks over there who I, I speak with, I talk with uh, on Facebook on a regular basis. Very happy to do so. It's a lot of fun. And I hope you'll join me. So uh, Facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and just Google, or not Google, just search for Catholic Foodie, and it'll show up. And just go ahead and like that page. And, uh, you know, folks, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, I look forward to our next episode. I've got some good goodies coming your way. So until then, bon appetit. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.